by accessing the emotional component of where your pain is can allow you to have an emotional release and, and really release very old patterns and traumas that you've been hanging on to for so long that I feel like it's sort of going through the back door for, for mind clarity and, and real therapy, but you can get to it much deeper, much faster, because the body does not lie. Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. All right, thanks so much for being here on another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, as you just heard. <laughs> and I want to thank you again for being here today, this week, maybe a part of our True Form Life community, and you possibly tune in each week, whether you're listening across radio stations around Canada or through around the world through podcasts. We so much appreciate you being here and again, a part of our show here as Exploring Mind and Body. Today I'm bringing on another fantastic guest. I have Emily Francis and this is an absolute pleasure. Now Emily believes that we have injury, like injuries and emotions are around our muscles, in and around our muscles and now she does body work. We're talking about her book called The Body Heals Itself and I absolutely love this topic. I feel that deep down that major issues come up because of stress, because of emotional issues that we've never dealt with. I feel like that eventually that shows up on our body as injuries, as major disease. And Emily's coming at this angle from slightly different that I haven't heard before. And I think it's very interesting. She talks about lower back, for example, and how that's around fear and possibly finances. How we, She talks about how we have leg injuries, for example, that could be based around moving forward in our lives or something that's traumatic that's happened in our past that we haven't dealt with. And I think it's so interesting because we hang on to these emotions and that we never really address. And Emily talks from the heart and she explains through her experiences how she's been able to help her clients and through her book here, through her life's teachings, how she can help people improve their lives and how the body heals itself. A fantastic book that I highly recommend. All kinds of tips and takeaways. So sit back and enjoy. We got all that coming up on... This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. You heard all about Emily in the introduction. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Emily. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's our pleasure. So I know we have a lot to talk about. We have your fantastic book here, The Body Heals Itself. There's so much information here, Emily. What? How did you get into this? Or where was your idea come when you're like, I should write a book about how to heal the body? Well, uh, this book was conceived in massage school, and it was really early on in massage school when my teacher, very, just matter of fact, just mentioned that there's a few muscles in the body that are highly emotional muscles, meaning that when they get treated, be on the lookout because your client may have an emotional release. Those muscles being your psoas muscle, which is your primary hip flexor muscle, and the longus coli muscle, which is a very deep anterior neck muscle and I stayed after class that day and I said all right where's the book I have to know everything about this how do people know that a muscle could be emotional 
And he said, well, there is no book. There's no research. It's just things that massage therapists have passed down through the generations. And, and that's it. Something deep inside me and became my mission to find out more about that and how would you know that a muscle holds emotional charge. And then as I graduated from massage school and started working on the bodies, this information became vital in their healing process. And so people would come to me and it got to the point where if you told me where you are carrying your pain, then I would know what the emotional significance is to that. And then we could discuss both sides, not just working on your physical body and helping your muscles release, but understanding that your muscles are holding on to your emotional component, the way that your mind holds on to situations, your muscles do too. So by accessing the emotional component of where your pain is, can allow you to have an emotional release and, and really release very old patterns and traumas that you've been hanging on to for so long that I feel like it's sort of going through the back door for, for mind clarity and, and real therapy, but you can get to it much deeper, much faster, because the body does not lie. The body does not have an ego that you have to work its way through. The body desperately wants you to understand that it's out of balance and where, and the body wants to work with you to reach that homeostatic level of balance. And that's why this is so important. Okay, very interesting. Before we get into that any, in any more detail, super interesting to me, but I wanna talk about your background here. And you understand you're a, you're a kickboxing instructor, you're a yoga instructor. Tell us about that. Well, that was years ago, actually. I don't teach anymore. I'm, I'm home with my babies and, um, and really focused on the bodywork side of things. But uh, when I graduated from undergraduate school and college, I have a degree in exercise science and wellness, and I became an aerobic director and, and kickboxing instructor, yoga instructor, and uh, got into corporate wellness. So I was pretty much your lunch break if you worked at this particular office building, and I would help you um, get on your exercise path and, and figure out your way. But it wasn't until I was in my late 20s that I went back and did massage school. So it combined, uh, it's just such a different platform now for me. And then what, tell me about your experience with Tai Chi. Tai Chi is something very... Tai Chi is my love. Okay. Um, tai Chi I started when I was 23 years old. I don't practice it the way that I used to, but it's, um, Tai Chi to me is more, it's, it's the most deceptive form of martial arts and I appreciate all of that. But the thing that I love about Tai Chi is the, it was the first time in my life that you talk about energy without any judgment or any, um, it was really beautiful to be introduced to your body as an energy center, as the energy moving through your limbs and understanding how to work with your body energy, your chi, your life force essence, and to make it healthier in your being. Tai Chi can strengthen down to the bone marrow. It's one of the healthiest, most beautiful practices that anybody can engage in. And then, so how long were you doing this? This says you're, you had a gold medal in the U.S. Open? Yes, and I, you know, I still practice, but I don't practice the way that I used to. It used to be like five days a week, three hours a day. And, and then my teacher stopped teaching and I went through lots of different other teachers and it got to the point where I realized it had to be me. And I'm not, I'm not nearly as good of a self teacher <laughs> as, as finding teachers. And they're very hard to find somebody that can take you to the next level. Once you get to a certain place, it's just been a little bit tough. So I do a lot of Tai Chi in my daily life for practice. It's kind of yoga too. Yoga and Tai Chi are, are part of my daily life, but I'm not standing outside with the trees anymore like I used to for an hour 
at a time. I'm I'm trying to do meditation where I can, and I'm I'm always using the energy and the the things that I've learned through it in every part of my life, especially as a parent. Yeah, well, very interesting. So all of that background brought to brought you to where you are now, which seems to be like, or, or it seems like all that combination has brought you to the body, how the body heals itself. Yes, this this book is 20 years of my study, of all the different studies I've ever done, of body work, of massage therapy, lymphatic drainage, energy work, um, practice, yoga, tai chi. I lived in an ashram and did the training. Uh, I've, I've been a student ever since I ever since I graduated from regular college. I became much more of a student as I grew and understood the real value behind education. And there's never a time that I'm not engaged in study. So what is when we say when you say you can like our muscles hold emotions? Can you explain that more in more detail? Yes. So when something happens to you, and we always go to the trauma, but it's not always just trauma. It's also joy and good things too. But let's for right now say when something happens to you and you and it, there's an impact, whether it's um, a physical accident, whether it's at the hands of someone else, whether it's by words, when something occurs in your body, every cell in your body locks it in. Every tissue in your body feels it. And I think that we got really lost a long time ago thinking it only occurs in the mind, where the mind holds all of your emotions and the sequences of healing. But the truth is that your body holds it just as deeply as the mind does. And in my belief and experience, it's not just the body tissue, it's the belly of the muscles themselves work with the mind to hold on to those emotions and that energy. And it, it, I talk about this in the book because in Chinese medicine, they talk about the meridian channels, which is, is along the matrix of the fascia, which encases the muscles, but it's not the muscles themselves. So that's how the energy moves around. But they store in the belly of the muscle themselves. And so when somebody, like, like let's do a really easy one, betrayal. Everybody knows about feeling stabbed in the back. When you've been stabbed in the back, that energy goes into the rhomboid area of the back, the upper middle back, where everybody comes in and they say, I have this pain under my shoulder blade that no matter what happens, I can't get rid of it. And so you think about all the daily habits that they do, what kind of movements are they doing, and then you go deeper and realize that this is where the knife goes in, the proverbial knife. At some point in your life, everybody has experienced betrayal. Depending on the depth of it, it might still be in that area. And so you keep coming back for body work, but yet three days later, you still have the pain again. And that's because you haven't released the emotional component that the muscle is holding on to. So to have somebody that can engage with your body and truly listen to what the muscles are saying and understand that it is more than just your physical movement patterns and your physical release of muscle, but actually having the conversation going down deep without so much thought involved of, when I say without so much thought, you're having a conversation, but you're having the conversation with the muscles themselves and not with the ego mind. And so what are you holding there? Don't think about it, just spit it out. And the things that come out are very random to the person but they're very deep held emotions in the muscle. And so we can access their bodies and their emotions by treating the muscles themselves and understanding why we're treating this area, what's behind this place. And, and energetically, the area behind the heart is your heart chakra. And we understand instinctively that the heart is two different things. We understand that it's your pericardium with four chambers. 
We also understand that when somebody's heart is broken, they don't have a rip in their pericardium. They have a, an ache in their heart center, in their love space, in that heart chakra. And then translating it into the muscle, rhomboid muscles in the back, pec muscles in the front. They matter. They've got to work together. You have to be able to work with the energy body, the muscular body, and the mental body. Okay. So when we have, when you, you go actually go through a session with someone, are you talking to them and asking them questions to address that emotional side while you're working on them? Or is that something they do, do separately? Uh, I do. I do, but not all the time. It's when it goes into the emotional release. I feel like the first conversation I have is silently with their bodies before I actually talk to them about understanding why this pain is there. Um, because a lot of times they get in their own way and the body, like I said, doesn't have an agenda. And so sometimes you just have the conversation with the body and then you bring it to the person's attention. You know, has this been going on like the knees when people all about the legs are about moving forward in your life. So a lot of times when people are faced with kind of a fork in the road and they don't really know the next best step, they start to feel like they're standing in mud or quicksand and their knees start to act up. And they'll come in and they'll go, randomly, my knee started swelling or my knee started hurting or it feels bruised, but I didn't hit anything. Something's up with my knees. I don't usually have knee issues. And then you say, well, what's going on in your life? Are you having a hard time making a decision? Are you, do you feel stuck? Do you feel like you're standing in quicksand? And they'll go, well, yeah, I have this job maybe, or maybe I want to switch this or move or, you know, there's always something that's sort of come up. And so that kind of conversation I have right off the bat, but when it's something really deep, you know, like in those back muscles or the psoas muscles or um, certain situations that have come up for them that have triggered an emotion for them, then I, I like to talk to the body first a little bit, kind of feel around and the body does communicate. It just doesn't, it just takes somebody that understands how. Sometimes a show once a week or even twice a week just isn't enough. So if you want more content, if you want to know more about what we're doing at True Form Life, you can find us on Facebook. We're on there posting at least twice a day in the morning and the evening. That's at facebook.com slash trueformlife. Or on Instagram, that's kind of my favorite platform. I like to post my food pictures and some of the activities that I do, maybe hiking or whatever that may be. And that's just at Drew Tadia on Instagram and then Twitter as well. That's at True Form Life. So we're highly active. We'd love to connect with you. So find us on your social media platform and let us know how you're enjoying our show. And then so one uh, question that comes up often or an issue is lower back, for example. And I'd imagine there's a good number of our listeners that have lower back issues. What kind of issues come up emotionally around lower backs? The lower back. This is a tr this is a double sided one too. The lower back is all about moving forward. It's loss. It's fear of moving forward, and it's connection to financial security. So when you're broke and you're scared and you don't know what to do, your low back is going to act up. <laughs> when you have loss and you don't know how to move forward without that particular thing in your life, the low back is going to act up. When you are um, fearful. The low back is one of your places. And now, now we go deeper because we understand the anatomy. So this, the other muscle that plays with the low back is your psoas muscle. Your psoas muscle originates on the spine, but facing the front, but it's from the spine. And it crosses from the back of the body to the front of the body. And that psoas holds on to all of that shame, trauma, guilt, fear. So your low back and your psoas, if you only treat one without the other, 
you're doing a disservice. Even if you understand energy, you have to understand the anatomy. You have to treat both because that psoas will let go of all of that stuff. Like when your low back goes out, it's usually because your psoas has cramped up. You have to release the psoas for you to be able to stand back upright. It has to happen. So in that low back, you have those fears, financial security, fear of, of moving forward and loss. Then you have the psoas that can hold on to shame, guilt, and again, fear. And once you get those balanced, now what happens in that release generally must be a cry. If you really want to let that stuff go, you're probably going to cry. And then you're going to release. And then you're going to be able to stand upright. And the hips are your gatherers of information. They collect before you take that step, before you aim your hip bones in the next movement of your next direction, where your knees line up and your ankles follow through and your feet follow. It's, it's in those hips and it's in that low back. So together it's that push-pull. But um, the low back, it's, it's really a sacred place. And it's hard, to, it's hard not to give in to the fear and let yourself move. So you have to, you have to always bring in that psoas with you. Okay. So when we, so now that we understand that there's issues there or what issue, what issues come along with the lower back emotionally, what can we do to release that fear? Well, in my book, I do offer uh, at home exercises that you can do yourself and you also can go to a therapist. So if you can go to a therapist that practices energy work like Reiki and understands anatomy and is a little bit more clinical, you can have that big release with them and they'll help you through it. But if you're home and you can't afford to go or you just wanna work with yourself a little bit, the child's pose where you're sitting back on your heels and you're rounded in your back and just letting that low back be open and now you bring your intention into that spot. It's almost like opening up windows of a sh and shutters in the low back and letting the energy leave your body by acknowledging what you're afraid of, what you're trying, what you're resisting, where you actually want to go in your life, who you want to be. There's, there's conversations that you have to have with yourself in order for you to allow this low back to get itself uh, reacquainted with your better self, with your best body, with your best health. And those conversations are sticky and they're, they're necessary. So you have to be willing to go down into yourself. What has really happened? What am I so afraid of? What do I not want to let go of? What am I afraid to move forward into without blank, whatever it is that we've lost? And then laying in that child's pose, that vulnerable, beautiful child's pose, let that back open up. And let I. This is when I bring in my spirit team. This is when you. This is when you pray. And I don't care who you're praying to. This is when you ask for help. This is where you accept that there is something bigger than you out there, and that the bigger than you wants you to be happy and wants you to have a good life. But you have to be willing to give yourself permission to heal and be healed, and accept the goodness before you can really get up and start walking. Why do you think we hold, like our bodies naturally, seem to be naturally, hold on to these emotions that are so deep? I think we're conditioned to not let ourselves be truly happy because it's terrifying. And I think we're conditioned to punish ourselves and to run with guilt or other things that maybe a parent or um, other people have put into us. It's very scary to put yourself out and go, okay, I am... Life is so good because all you think is now this big rock is going to hit me on the head and take me back down because you can't be that happy because that's terrifying. And it is terrifying. It takes a lot of strength 
to put yourself out there and go, okay, I'm actually going to claim my life and I'm going to be as happy as I can be because I'm allowed. It's very interesting to me, but I do believe that one of the really most important keys to healing is giving yourself permission to heal. That's tough for people. It's really tough to say, it's okay for me to be happy. It's okay for me to be healthy. It's okay for me to be free. It's okay for me to receive incredible good fortune. Do you think that you owe something? You think that comes from society? Like there's so many people that are miserable. So we feel guilty if we're like, I'm feeling fantastic. (laughs) Yes, I do. I think people, it's weird because when you are that happy, people want a piece of it bad. They want a piece. What do you have that I don't have? And it was something that clicked in me years ago when I first started writing. And it was my mom who I love her, but she's also a little bit more closed minded to the idea that you can have it all. And she asked me one day, what do you know? Why do what are you doing on the computer all day? And I said, Oh, I'm, I'm writing a book. And she went, Oh yeah, right. And I thought, why do you think that the only people that have extraordinary lives are other people? Why not me? Why can't I have an extraordinary life? What makes me different than somebody else that is living an extraordinary life? And the only difference is me. I block myself. Why do I think I can't live an extraordinary life? Because I've been told I can't. But guess what? I can, I have, I will, and I will continue to. But I had to create it. And is that is that's what it takes to make that conscious decision that I will be a happy person? I'm allowed to be happy. I'm allowed to be free. I'm allowed to have that goodness. And, you know, and it's, it is hard because I did go through a lot of years of anxiety and panic attacks and it took me out of my life for several years where I just kind of became a witness to my life as it passed me by. And I had to start over and collect and go deep. I had to really go into my own, my own pain and anguish that I hadn't dealt with. And By doing so, and it wasn't quick, this was years of work, but by doing so, I feel like I came back to life and all of a sudden could recognize someone in the mirror that I didn't know was possible to come back. You know, I saw a newness in my eyes and I saw the ability to be free and happy and that was really scary and really daring. It was was a daring adventure to come back to my life and claim it and move forward and understand that, um, that it's available, you know, cause it was for a long time. I couldn't understand what makes you different than me. And the answer is nothing. You're not different than me. We just, we all have the same opportunities. We really do. We can change our life and the path and we can, we can make things happen for us, but it takes incredible tenacity and you have to keep showing up for the same goal day after day after day, not giving up on yourself. I understand that everyone has different issues or emotions that they hang on to, but is there one that you could put your finger on that comes up most frequently that you work on? Shame. People have a lot of shame. People, people really have a lot of shame and guilt that sit deep in their bodies. And it's unfortunate because a lot of it is at the hands of someone else, whether that means assault, whether that means, uh, verbal assault, especially women, and I don't mean to be sexist here, but women really, when you say things that are very hurtful to a woman, they never, ever let it go. And it it roots down into your body and it starts to spread roots like deep trees into you. And it becomes your personal dialogue. 
And those sorts of things to change are really difficult processes. I'm not saying that men don't have those too, because they do, but um, there's a lot of guilt and shame. And where does that show up on the body? Uh, in the psoas, for sure. So, oh, and all that, you know, that whole, like the lungs, the lungs are all about the, 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 the sad part of the lungs are our sadness, our despair. That's why a lot of women get breast cancer and a lot of men get lung cancer because the despair is, that's where it sits and settles is in the lung area, the chest area, the heart area. And when we don't know how to make our lives better, or we have experienced something really horrific, but we never dealt with it those roots take hold and they choke you out from deep on the inside. And you want to find people that can understand that your body is begging for the breath and for the cutting of those roots and removal of those roots to help you realign yourself so that you can kind of stand back up and start over. And is there something that we can do or is that similar to what you explained earlier? Um, I do give um, <clears throat> at homework in every chapter of the book for every part of your body. And I do talk about, I even, there's a part in the book called a lesson in forgiveness and it's not me who wrote it because forgiveness comes really hard for me. So my friend is a spiritual counselor for addiction medicine and she has a program that she designed on forgiveness. And so that's in the back of the book. I reached out to a lot of professional um, people in different professions that are very good at what they do because I can't know everything. So in the appendix B is written by a bunch of other body workers and people in the healing spaces that offer up what they specialize in to help us figure out what's the best next step for us. Because not everybody needs to go to a body worker and Reiki master. Some people need to seek Ayurvedic. Some people acupuncture would be ideal. Some people rolfing would be great for your body. Some people it's not super emotional. It is structural, you know, looking for a rolfing therapist then. And so that stuff is all listed in the book because what I would like to see is people that read this book get an idea of where they need to go next for their healing. All right, Emily, before we wrap things up here, tell us more details as to what you, you mentioned the book quite a bit here. Of course, that's what this interview centered around. Where can people find the book and what else do you have going on here in the near, near future? Um, the book is The Body Heals Itself, How Deeper Awareness of Your Muscles and Their Emotional Connection Can Help You Heal. And it is sold everywhere books are sold. And my website, emilyafrancisbooks.com, you can order them there as well. And next on deck for me, I'm actually about to host my own show on the Healthy Living channel called All About Healing. And we're going to start focusing on the various avenues that people can learn about to help themselves shift, claim their life, their vitality, and start over. Wow, fantastic. Well, we'll look forward to listening to more of what you have to say there. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing. Thanks your, for having me. Yeah, it was an absolute pleasure. So, well, all the best with your new show and your book coming up, and I uh, hope to stay in touch. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. I want to thank Emily for coming on. That was an absolute pleasure. I so much agree with what she has to say. And again, I think it comes from a slightly different angle than like the belly of our muscles. They hang on to those emotions. And if we don't do something to release those emotions, they just continually get worse. 
And I think that becomes major issues. Like for me personally, I always say and I always feel like major dis-ease in our body comes from stress. It comes from issues that we've never dealt with. And if we continue to hold on to them, our body doesn't have a, a release valve. It doesn't have a stress valve that says, oh, here you go. Here, here you go. You can reduce stress by, by just doing this. We have to take continual action. We have to take forms of meditation or breathing exercises. We have to be active. We have to change our mindset and believe that we can reduce this stress and we can find different ways to alleviate this pain, especially when it comes to emotions because we hang on to them so long. It seems like it's something like, it's almost like a lifelong battle and I feel like as we talked about on the show, it's kind of natural for humans to be able to hold on to these emotions, which is why we have to continually work on it. And I think if we're committed to working on it, we can live that life of happiness and and stress-free and not be so filled with deep emotions from childhood or from as long as we can remember, we're hanging on to these different types of emotions that really just bring us down. So I want to leave you with that and hopefully you consider finding different ways to release emotions, whether it's through your own mindset or or through a practitioner like Emily. All past shows are going up on exploringmindandbody.com. We also have a free app you can download on any Apple device so you can take download the show with you. Download the show and take it with you wherever you go. Um, We also have our monthly membership. We're offering the first month is $1 exclusively for Exploring Mind and Body listeners. This is a $99 value. And what we do is bring you into our private and secure group. And we offer weekly meal plans with recipes and grocery shopping lists. We have weekly fitness routines where we have video demonstrations and printable PDFs all at home workouts. And again, we have a private and supportive group where we we offer accountability, motivation. We do step challenge and and giveaways, excuse me, step challenges and giveaways. I'm getting ahead of myself here. And uh, we're super excited, as you can tell. So you're welcome to give that a shot if you'd like to try it out. No obligation to stay longer. Just something that we want to offer you for being listeners. Um, That's pretty much it. I want to leave you with that. Thank you all so much for being here. We certainly wouldn't be here without you. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Taddy, and health and fitness for a better world. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.